This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast that takes a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we preview the skiing season. The Bates Alpine and Nordic teams host the Bates Carnival Thursday through Saturday. Plus, meet the walk-on who has become a crucial cog in the women's basketball team's defense. And we chat with our Bobcats of the week both of whom played huge roles in the swimming program's dramatic dual-meet sweep of Middlebury on Sunday. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The women's basketball team opened NASCAC play with a dominating defensive performance on Sunday against Connecticut College. The Bobcats won 59-35, the fewest points allowed by Bates in a NASCAC game in 20 years. Sophomore Alexandra Long has been a key contributor on defense all season, starting every game for Bates. Happy to have Alexandra Long, A. Rose, on the Bobcast with us. And first of all, your nickname, A. Rose, uh, where, where did that develop? Uh, how did that happen? Actually, my dad calls me that because okay. my middle name is Rose. And then um, my high school coach kind of picked it up and it's kind of stuck ever since. <laughs> now, is that a reference to Derek Rose, D. Rose, or no? It isn't, but okay. I'll take it in terms of basketball. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Well, take us through growing up Newtown, Pennsylvania. How did you first get involved with the sport of basketball? Um, So my dad has coached basketball for a really long time, so that's kind of been a part of my family since I was younger. Um, All of my siblings played at some point in time, um, but it kind of stuck with me. Um, And, yeah, I've played since maybe fifth grade and all four years of high school, and now here we are. Yeah, and speaking of that, I don't think you were recruited necessarily by Bates. Tell, take us through how did you get yourself onto this team last year? So um, I applied here um, as a part of the class of 2024 and then deferred my admission so because of the COVID that was happening um, so I could go to high school again. And then when I came on campus, I um, tried to weasel my way in with Coach and talk to her a bit, and she let me um, work out with the team during the fall, and then kind of the rest is history from there. (laughs) So when did you find out that you were going to be on the team? Um, Probably two days before the first day of practice. (laughs) Um, It was before fall break that year, and I was asking Coach, I was like, do I need to stay on campus or should I go home? Basically, it was the conversation. What was your reaction when you found out you were going to be, you know, on this roster? Um, I was nervous, but I was really excited about it. Um, And basically what that meant, since I had just been playing with the team, is that they had a lot of confidence in me. So that that meant a lot, yeah. So since you weren't really recruited for basketball necessarily, what appealed debates about you just looking at it as a college? Um, Over the past few years, there are several people who have come through here who went to George School. So Mm -hmm. I had heard a lot of good things from them. My college counselor was um, really helpful in that regard. Two of my siblings went to NESCAC schools, um, and I was kind of looking up in the main area. And when I know it's kind of a cliche of it, but once you get here, like it just feels right. And this one just felt right. Great, and then so you're on the team last year. Yeah. You weren't playing a whole lot to start the season. Then Allison Kennedy got hurt, and you were inserted into that rotation. What was that experience like? To were you expecting to play so much and down the stretch like that? Um, not necessarily, but I had had a couple conversations with our assistant coach Jody at the time, and she was kind of 
reassuring me that she felt confident in my ability to play. And even though I was pretty nervous about it, um, that was pretty helpful for me. Um, so I didn't really expect it, but once we kind of got in the, the flow of it, it, it felt good. And then obviously everything came together and the team won the NESCAC title. Take <laughs> us through that experience of competing in the NESCAC tournament and, and winning it. Yeah, that was extremely fun. We came in with a group of seniors last year who – their mission was to win an SCAC championship, and we said it day in and day out, and we all really believed it. And to kind of run on that floor at the end and like have that be um, actualized was honestly amazing. It felt great. And then, um, you know, this year you're now starting. You were coming off the bench last year. You're now starting, and we've talked about this a little bit on the post game, but occasionally that one three one, you're at the top. What what do you see? Kind of your role is on this team. Um, defensively, I think I have a pretty big role, um, kind of at the top of that one through one. And then just when we're in matchup man to man, I've had a couple different matchups this year that I'm trying to get used to, um, kind of playing against bigger posts, um, sometimes. Um, but I try and lead on the defensive end more than the offensive end, pretty evidently. But, um, that's what's been working pretty well for us right now. Well, actually, yeah, I saw on Sunday against Connecticut College, their post player, you were guarding her, right? I mean, uh, that, that's obviously a battle in the low block. It's like it worked out pretty well, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I, was, I was kind of joking beforehand. I feel like I haven't played post defense a bunch since high school, but um, we were kind of easing into it, and we felt confident in what I could do, and it, it worked out pretty well, I guess. And, you know, just right now, have you gotten a chance to kind of, you know, think about your journey a bit, you know, being a walk-on, what's that, you know, you know, how thrilled are you with this experience so far in terms of, like, being part of this team and not only part of this team but winning a championship your first year, right? Um, yeah, that was, I mean, welcome to college sports, I guess. Like, that was really fun. Um, but, I mean, I feel like in the moment it felt kind of hard, but we're, we're pretty over that hump, and now we're settling in, and I'm just I'm really happy to play basketball. Yeah, certainly. You have a big road trip coming up right here. Hamilton, Amherst, long trip. What's going to be the key to success on this weekend? Because you know Amherst definitely won't be overlooking the Bobcats after last yeah, season. I know, for sure. <laughs> um, I think we've really made it our mission to have a lot of fun when we play, um, and I think we're kind of seeing that as we jump into conference play. I know on Sunday it's only game one, but we felt um, a lot of confidence building during that, and I think that that's just going to propel us into the following weekends. Um, do you have any players you like model your game after, like growing up, just players you, you admired and stuff like that? Um, not particularly. Um, I don't. I feel like a lot of the big players that I always follow are pretty um, big scoring threats, and that's not really exactly my game. Um, so not not really, honestly. But um, if you have any thoughts, let me know. <laughs> well, we've talked about, you know, you're working on your shooting a lot, and you knocked down a three there against the Camel. What's, what's the key to that? Is, just, is that just repetition? Um, it is. I mean – Mike, um, at the beginning of the season, Mike Seltzer, he's our strength and conditioning coach and assistant coach, um, he was helping me with my form, and so now we've just been getting reps up, and it's just all about building confidence right now. Great. Well, any other thoughts you wanted to share on the season so far and what uh, the journey ahead here? It's, I mean, already it's been a journey, but now really the thick of it starts, and I'm just really excited for that. All right, A-Rose, thanks so much. Thank you so much, Aaron. The swimming and diving teams returned from their annual training trip earlier this month and immediately got back in the pool for dual meets against Ivy League foe Dartmouth on Saturday and Middlebury on Sunday. On Sunday against the Panthers, it all came down to the final event for both the women and the men, the 200-yard freestyle relay. On the women's side, junior Margie McLeod anchored the race for the victorious Bobcats as she teamed with Abigail Gibbons, Sophia Karai, and Sophie Cassily for a winning time of 1 minute, 
38.45 seconds. McLeod also won the 50-yard freestyle on Sunday, and for that, she is our female Bobcat of the Week. Well, Margie, take us through the 200-yard freestyle relay. You probably knew Bates had to win to win the meet, right? What? And you anchored it, so take us through the race from your perspective. It's always kind of nerve-wracking going into the last event of the meet, especially when it's so close like that. Um, personally, I just kind of like get into the zone, like do my thing. I try not to worry too much about it. Um, but, I mean, there is a little bit of pressure, obviously, because like, it is kind of on the relay team. But luckily, I was with three other really great swimmers, and so um, that kind of helps take some of the pressure off because they're all doing their part as well. What's it like being the anchor, though? Um, definitely stressful. I prefer it over being the first person on the relay mm. because my start is not the best, and so I like doing the relay start more. Um, but, I mean, it's definitely, like, the pressure's on, especially when the third person comes into the wall and it's really close between the person next to you. So so when you started, how close was the race? Could you kind of tell? Um, from what I saw, I was mostly focusing on Sophia coming into the wall, but yeah. from what I could tell, it was somewhat close, like, definitely something to kind of worry about. So I really had to kind of step on the gas going into it, but... What was your reaction when you touched first at the end? Pretty excited, yeah. you know. It's always very exciting. The crowd was kind of very high energy, which, you know, to be expected where it's such a close meet like that. But it was really cool to just have that kind of vibe on deck. So. And then is freestyle your main event? or? It is. Um, I Sometimes I do backstroke too, mm. but primarily like 50, 100 free. Gotcha. And you're from Maine, so take us through growing up. Um, what got you into swimming like competitively, I would say? Um, my parents just kind of chucked me into a bunch of sports as a kid and I was never forced to stay with it, but they wanted me to, they were hoping I would find something that I loved and swimming was just the one that stuck. Why, why did it stick for you, you think? Um, I honestly have no clue. I just really <laughs> liked it. So all the other ones I like, I never liked any other, other sports that I did. So I ended up quitting them, but <laughs> swimming is the one that I never got sick of. Yeah. You stuck with swimming. What point did you realize you could maybe swim in college? Um, I didn't really realize I could until sometime in high school, but it was always kind of a dream of mine growing up. I thought it would be really cool to swim in college. So, And then when you looked at colleges, what made Bates the place for you? Um, so I actually went to swim camp here as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shameless plug for Bobcat <laughs> Swim Camp. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just I really loved uh, Peter and Vanessa. I got to know them growing up, and so I figured – as long as I got in, I figured Bates was like a safe bet because I knew I would love the team and the training and the swim aspect of it. So, yeah, what was those swim camps like? Um, pretty fun, you know. Um, I, st- I went from about ages 9 to 13, I'd say, so quite a few years. But I definitely learned a lot as well. I feel like that's part of the reason my swimming kind of took off. So when you were at swim camp, I mean – were you thinking, wow, it'd be really cool to actually swim for the college at one point, or were you too young for that? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all? You weren't thinking that? Not at that. all. Yeah. <laughs> um, my mom just kind of signed me up for it because yeah. she knew I was getting kind of interested in swimming, mm-hmm. and then I just kept going because I liked it. And then what's it like being on, you know, being on the team? Because you're a junior now, right? Correct. So last year would have been your first actual season, sort yes. of, right? <laughs> so what was that dynamic like, you know, finally getting you know started as a sophomore, really? Yeah, um, it was really awkward getting started as a sophomore because just knowing that you have three years instead of four um, is a little weird, especially coming off of like a year of kind of no competitions, like nothing, like barely practices. Um, It's just definitely weird to get back into it. But at the same time, 
I've been doing it since I was like eight years old. So it, it did kind of come back really quick, which was also kind of interesting. Excellent. Then this past weekend, you also competed against Dartmouth on Saturday. What's what's it like going up against an Ivy League team like that? Yeah, um, it was pretty cool. I never really expected to go up against a team like that, especially like just growing up and, you know, like because obviously Dartmouth is like really, really fast. And so it was really cool to get that kind of racing in. And it's always fun to race people that are a little bit faster than you because it pushes you to work harder and and last year, you did get to compete at the NCAA Championships, right? I so did. Take us through that experience of going to nationals uh, in your first year, really, of college swimming. Yeah, um, it was obviously really fun. We had a really big team go last year, which mm-hmm. was super exciting. Um, yeah, I, I did some relays. I did the two medley and the two free relay. Was it way different than, like, a normal swim meet, kind of? or? Yeah, it's. I mean, it was definitely a different kind of environment in terms of, like, the on-deck atmosphere, but I... I tend to do better under pressure, I feel like, so I really enjoyed that experience. Um, and our relays also did really well, so that was also really cool. But Yeah, certainly. I mean, you have, obviously, what's it like swimming with, you know, you know some of these, you know, terrific swimmers? There's a lot of terrific swimmers on the team, but you, the relays in particular, I feel like, you know, you, you know, you have, you have Grace Wenger, who's in your class. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, Sophie Castle is younger, but, I mean, she's had a big impact. Sophia Karai, uh, we talked about her a little bit. But, I mean, what's, what are your teammates kind of like? What's this dynamic like in terms of, you know, all the success you've had so far, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love my teammates. Like, shout out to them. They're all really great. Um, we, you know, we push each other in practice. We push each other at meets. It's, and it's always a very friendly environment. So, like, you know, no matter who wins or loses, as long as the points are going to Bates, we're always really happy for each other, which is great. And I know some of the swimmers work with Peter or some work with Vanessa. Who do you work with mostly? Um, well, I'm in the sprint group, so okay. I mostly work with Vanessa. Vanessa, okay. What's yes. it like working with her? It's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bates alum, right? Right. Yeah. What, is you, what do you kind of learn from her, you know, taking your swimming to the next level, sort of? Um, I don't know. I just think it's really – she just kind of, like, gets me in a way in terms of like a coaching standpoint and I feel like the way she critiques and gives me input is like really helpful. Any goals a team has this year? Um, I know we've talked about sending more relays to nationals and sending a men's relay to nationals. I know that's a men's team goal. Mm. Um, I know the women's team in particular is was looking towards maybe getting top three at NESCACs. Um, we were fourth last year so we want to kind of push over the edge which would be nice certainly and then um you have a little time until your next uh, home meet there against tufts but mm-hmm. last year you only had one home meet so what's it like to already have two this year <laughs> yeah um i like home meets i think it's yeah. a, a, it's a really nice environment um it's always fun to be like on your home turf um but i also i mean i like going to away meets too because it's fun to like see new pools and just go somewhere new and especially if it's a pool you've never been to before it's always kind of exciting to race in a different pool but um it's also nice to you know be able to sleep in my own bed and like have all my stuff already in the locker room and ready to go so well speaking of traveling the team just got back really from training trip right in florida yeah and you (laughs) jump right into two meets but um what, what what was training trip like this year um i mean training trip is one of my favorite parts of the season it's always really fun um, we were all definitely a little dead going into these <laughs> meets, but I mean, everybody pulled their weight and kind of killed it. So that's great. Um, but yeah, training trip was really fun. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I imagine that the short term kind of pain, right. It's going to be a yeah. long term gain for the team. Is that? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, your thoughts you wanted to share on the meets this past weekend. We haven't got to talk about maybe in particular the Middlebury one since it was so close. Um, 
yeah, I just I think everybody on the team did really well. So shout out to everyone. <laughs> there you go. Margie McLeod, thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcast. Really Thank appreciate you. it. For the men's team, senior captain Nate Summer anchored the must-win 200-yard freestyle relay against the Panthers, and the Bobcats prevailed in convincing fashion. He teamed with Nathan Berry, Nate Pierce, and John Marcolina, the only Bobcat preventing it from being an all-Nate relay. Summer also won the 100 and the 200-yard breaststroke, and he is our male Bobcat of the week. It's always great when a meet comes down to the last race. Or, and for us, coming out of the diving break, we had two more events, the 400 IM and then the 200 freestyle relay. We had a great swim by sophomore Jaywoo Kim in the 400 IM that got us all amped up and inspired. And we knew we had to come out there and win that race. Um, we got a great lead from other senior captain, uh, Nathan Berry. A couple of really good swims in between. And then I just put my head down and cranked it home. Yeah, certainly. I was a yeah, fairly dominating victory, I think, right? What was the final times there? Uh, we swim pretty fast. Yeah. I think about three seconds. Our B relay actually had a really good swim, too. Right. Almost out-touched the A relay for Middlebury. Yeah, did you know you had to win going into it? Like, were you keeping score kind of in your head? Yeah, I yeah. talked to uh, Coach Peter throughout the meet, um, trying to keep up with it and make sure everyone knows, like, what's at stake going into the finale. Yeah, certainly. Well, and what was it like also, I'm curious, you know, Middlebury obviously was a close one, and then competing against Dartmouth, an Ivy League team, um, Division One. what was that experience like there on Saturday? It's always great to have really good competition, and Dartmouth being a Division One team, they have incredible swimmers. Um, it was really cool, especially because I competed against them my freshman year at Bates, and then their team got disbanded after that and reinstated last year midway through the season, I'm pretty sure. So it's just great that they get to, you know, come here to Bates and face us, and uh, we still have really good swims against them. It's a, it's just nice to get some, like, good racing in against tougher opponents than you might see in the NESCAC. Yeah, I remember when Dartmouth announced they were disbanding it, I think a lot of the swimming programs kind of rallied around them, right? Yeah, there was a big push in the swim community, especially Northeast, and um, I think uh, family members from swimmers on the Bates team have actually been a part of that too, which is pretty cool. Now, you're from Indiana, so how did Bates even get on your radar for college? Could it come from the Midwest, kind of, you know, in Maine? What, what, what were you looking at there? Uh, yeah, I actually had no clue. I was just uh, <laughs> trying to swim in college and uh, look, started looking at schools. And um, Coach Vanessa Williamson emailed me and uh, started looking at Bates and seemed like a pretty pretty cool place to come. So that's that's pretty much it. No one out there in, from my town has ever heard of Bates. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have now, right? Uh, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, right. <laughs> well, um, when, when you're growing up, how did you first start to get into the sport, sort of? Um, my family's always been pretty big into swimming. My uh, mom was a really good swimmer. She won junior nationals. Um, she went to Olympic trials. So I was kind of thrown in the sport. Like I've been swimming since I was five years old. Yeah. Same with my brother. And, um, so did your mom teach you at all in terms of, um, you know, or did you have other coaches? For <laughs> She's always like been a swim coach at different yeah. levels and sometimes on the same team, but I don't think I ever let her coach me. <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, obviously, so swimming in the family, certainly. And then, um, you know, as a senior captain here at Bates, what's that you know, responsibility like? What's that experience been like so far, you know, being one of the leaders of this team? It's been a great, rewarding experience. It's something that I kind of wanted to do as soon as I got to Bates. And I had great senior leadership around me. And I just wanted to be someone like that for the underclassmen on the team. And uh, personally, I just love being there to hype the team up before the meets in the locker room um, and kind of just be like a role model and a team player and um, just a leader on the team. 
early in the year, um, swim-wise, and uh, we're not even really that close to Nescaxer Nationals yet, but set a pool record on Saturday, right, against Dartmouth? Yes, our 200 free relay yeah. against Dartmouth set the pool record. Yeah. What's, uh, what's that like to do that, you know, you know, this early in the season, kind of, right? Oh, really cool. So yeah. that, that pool record, I remember, got set against Colby my first year at Bates. Okay. Yeah. And then last year, we had a little time trial because one of our meets got snowed out, mm-hmm. and the record got broken again. And I wasn't on either of those, so it was great to kind of break it for a third time since I've been here um, and finally get on it, which was cool. Uh, another cool thing against Dartmouth, the 400 medley relay. Yes. We got second. They outtouched us by almost a second, but mm-hmm. both teams were about six seconds under the original pool record, which is really great to see. Yeah, smashed it there, mm-hmm. right? And uh, in terms of the relay team, obviously the the, the goal, everyone who follows the swimming and diving program knows this, the men's team trying to get some relays to nationals. How's that kind of growing? How are the relay teams coming together right now? The relay teams coming together are really great. Um, like last year we had some great relays and we lost two swimmers off of that from graduating. Uh, wasn't sure how it was going to be this year, but everyone's put in a lot of good work and we've kind of mixed up the lineups in ways that we didn't really think was going to be uh, the case coming into the season, and it's it's been awesome. I think we have a good shot, and we're just going to keep working at it at NESCAX. Yeah, well, you guys lost Peter Corey to graduation, but then here comes Max Corey, his <laughs> younger brother. Yes. What's his? I mean, he's been pretty impressive so far, right? What's it like to see a first year doing so well? Oh, he's a great swimmer. He's really talented. I'm excited to see uh, the next four years for him, and it, it is pretty cool having um, Pete's little brother back <laughs> on the team. Yeah, certainly. And then, um, you know, you, you work with Coach Vanessa or Coach Kasaris more? Uh, I'm a sprinter, and uh, Vanessa handles the sprinters. So, okay. I mean, obviously we get coached by both, but yeah. mainly I'm training with Vanessa. So what's Vanessa like as a coach? Obviously a Bates alum who competed at a very high level here, right? Yeah, she has a lot of great swim knowledge, and she works well with um, Peter to come up with plans and then puts her own spin on sprinting and always mixing up with some interesting stuff that you would never think would go on in the pool at practice. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, sprinting, I mean, 200 free relays, so that's for each person, that's 50 yards. I mean, that's not a lot of, uh, I mean, it's very fast swimming, but just up and down, you're done, right? What's that like? I mean, as a sprinter, I mean, obviously you enjoy it, but I mean, what's that like from a competitive standpoint? It's very interesting. I actually came in as like a mid-distance mm-hmm. swimmer, so I'd swim the 200 and the 500, and I've kind of just worked on sprinting while I got here, and now I'm more of a 50 freestyler uh and it is very nerve-wracking like you just have to get up and go and there's no time to make a mistake or even think about the race or even breathe for that matter (laughs) yeah i mean i mean how much are you like you jump in and you're 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 going you know maybe how much under the pool until you start to get into your stroke there kind of uh, some people that are really good at underwaters will take about 15 meters, and I'm not. So I come <laughs> right up and start moving my arms. But <laughs> as far as sprinting goes, like yeah. you just have to have that mentality that uh, you're going to go in and uh, be that guy. Yeah, right, exactly. And uh, uh, John Marcolino is a sprinter also, right? And he's freestyle. So what's that I like to have another high-level sprinter you know, competing against sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, John and I are really good friends, mm. roommates, seniors on the team, and uh, hopping on the relay with him, which he's been on since freshman year. He's a great sprinter. It's been cool. We've been kind of like going back and forth with our times and racing each other, and it's been really fun. Um, we also have a lot of good 50 freestylers this year. Our B relay is incredible with a number of freshmen and sophomores stepping up. Yeah, it seems like the men's team has a lot of depth this season. Yeah, it's been awesome. 
And then the training trip just wrapped up. I talked with Marjorie a little bit about this because the training trip, you know, the coaches break you down. You, you're doing a lot of work. And then you come right back and have two meets. I mean, what's that like, to, that quick adjustment? It's been new for everyone because usually we go before Christmas to our training trip okay. and then come back for these meets. Um, but be, the way that finals were set up this year, we had to go after Christmas. So we've been swimming for when we – Tuesday will be our, like, 15th or 16th straight day in the pool. Uh, so it's been really tough and awesome to see, but very surprising how fast we swam and how well we competed this weekend after being broken down in Florida, four hours of swimming a day for 10 days. And and what was training trip like this year? Similar to past years, obviously, you know, we didn't have it one year, but similar to past years for you, or a little different perhaps besides the timing? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. You know, we kind of just uh, have a good plan when we go there. We're going to train really hard, have a lot of fun at the beach and uh, going out to dinner with, you know, our teammates and with the coaches. And it's really fun. For me, it was a little, I got thrown off a little bit the first day I got there. I got the stomach flu. Oh. So I kind of had to come back a little bit, but yeah. it was uh, it was still a great training trip overall. And now you have a little time before your next meet. Uh, uh, Tufts is coming to town, uh, I think like a week from Friday or maybe two weeks from Friday even. Uh, yeah, 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 so like uh, a little bit a little bit from now. Um, they're obviously a high-level opponent also, right? And it'll be a good preview of one of the teams you'll face in NESCACs. So what's, what are you looking forward to? What are you trying to do between now and then? Because you're trying to take any time off a little bit or not at all? <laughs> no, we're going to train straight through yeah. that meet. Uh, you know, we have a good plan set up to taper off and uh, lay off in the weight room in the pool before our championship meet. Mm -hmm. Tufts will be a great opponent to come when we're tired still. Um, and it's going to be a sprint meet, so 50s and 100s rather than 200s. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's what Coach said. Interesting. Um, but they're also a great opponent, probably just as good as Dartmouth. Um, mm. and they're one of the best in the NESCAC, probably top two every year going in. So just kind of see what we can do against them. So sprint me, your time to shine then a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah, some, some of us. I think they'll be the mile there too. Okay. <laughs> and then I guess um, any other thoughts you want to share on this past weekend and you know, we haven't got to talk about perhaps? Or? I just want to say overall great weekend, showing what base swim and dive can do. Uh, you know, we've been – the team's been through it these last couple of weeks, and I want to give a shout-out to uh, just some people on the team. Jay Woo Kim for an incredible, inspiring swim yesterday. Uh, Griffin Trigg, a sophomore, for giving his heart to the team this weekend, um, as well as just the entire women's team for competing against us and uh, kind of helping us stay excited throughout the meets as well. Great. Nate Summer, thank you so much for joining us on the Bobcast. Congrats again on a thrilling win over at Middlebury there on uh, Sunday. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's time to preview the bait skiing season. The Alpine and Nordic skiing teams open the 2023 carnival season by hosting the Bates Carnival this week. The Alpine skiing team competes on Thursday and Friday, and the Nordic teams compete on Friday and Saturday. Senior Alpine skiing captains Grace Shirewagon and Crawford Jones join the Bobcast to preview the Alpine skiing season. Well, long overdue, senior captains for the Alpine skiing teams, Grace Shirewagon and Crawford Jones with us here on the Bobcast. First timers on the Bobcast. So let's just start with Grace. Take us through what made Bates the place for you when you were looking for college back when you were in high school there. Yeah, so Bates was the place for me. I applied ED2. Um, I was really looking for a school that was going to allow me to ski and allow me to have a really great academic experience. And Bates was kind of the place that 
fit both of those needs. I went to Gould Academy, which is uh, up in Bethel, so about an hour from here. I've been skiing at Sunder River for like nine years now. So um, I've been doing this a while at the same place, and Bates felt like a really natural transition. So would Rogan have been your coach? He was my coach, yeah. yeah. He coached me up at Gould Academy for... Gosh, I think two years while I was there, and then I took a post-grad year um, with him as well, and I'm still in a lot of contact with Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's former, of course, Bates coach here. Yes, yes. And then Crawford, for you, uh, what made Bates the place? Yeah, I mean, I'm originally from uh, Vermont, like central Vermont area, so small school has kind of always been what's been comfortable for me, so Bates is really attractive in that way, and a lot of alumni, too. Um, I went to a ski academy in Vermont called Kilinton Mountain School, so we had a lot of alumni there, and the skiing and academics here were really a perfect fit, along with just, you know, not a huge change from Vermont, but, you know, that, I guess, a little bit of coast and mountains mix, which was really nice. And we talked about Sunday River a little bit, and Grace, you mentioned before we went on air that Sunday River right now is the best skiing in the East. Tell us about why that is at the moment. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of snow in the East right now mm. at a lot of the places that you typically see snow. Um, New Hampshire's struggling. Even Vermont is struggling a little bit from the sound of it. So um, Maine's the place to be. Sunday River does a really awesome job prepping the hill for us. We have a really great relationship with the uh, Mountain Ops team there, and we're really, really lucky to have that relationship. Excellent. So obviously we're really excited for the Bates Carnival. First one since you two were first years. Um, Thursday and Friday there at Sunday River. Crawford, what do you remember about the first Bates Carnival that you had, and uh, what are you looking forward to uh, this weekend? Yeah, I mean, you know, being a a first year back then, it was, you know, we have a pretty competitive, um, like, selection, only taking six six guys, six girls. So as a first year, that was definitely really competitive, and that was probably a big stressor back then and um, definitely challenged me in the first run there, and I ended up having a pretty good second run. So I'm excited to kind of have that, you know, more mature uh, skiing under my belt. So I'm excited just to give it my all and have a lot of fun as a senior. And, yeah, just to be there as kind of the, you know, the captain of the team, it's going to be really cool to see all those young guys there so yeah and grace what do you remember about the Bates carnival oh i remember i remember it really well my parents were there a lot of parents were there it's a really fun time to get everybody together that really supports bait skiing um and yeah i think we just we had a really fun time it's a good time to get everybody in the same place and get people who can't really maybe start on that six but they're still around and they're involved um, and that being the first one this year is going to be really fun to get all the first years uh, ingrained in the process of a carnival and all the, the, the cool stuff that happens. Yeah, because you both touched on it. Um, only six get to compete. Mm-hmm. And if it's a road trip, only six are going, right? So here everyone can be there regardless, right? That, it's, that must be nice, right, Crawford? Yeah, it's super nice um, bringing the whole team up. So there'll be some forwarding opportunities before the race runs. So uh, it'd be nice to just have everyone there, make it feel like the having the whole team there, which will be nice. So. And it'll be good to have uh, hopefully some uh, some friends and other bait supporters up there too, since we're normally pretty far away. So, exactly, yeah. And then uh, Grace, just give us an overview of the women's team. Uh, what can we expect to see from the Bobcats this year on the women's side? We're feeling really strong and competitive on the women's side this year. We've had some um, good preseason results. I think everybody's had some runs that they can be really proud of this year. Um, I think that, you know we have a handful that we are expecting really big things from, uh, and some wild cards in there too. And on the women's side, we're really stoked. Lots of great um, first years. We're a pretty young team, um, which you know makes me really excited to see the future and see what they can all do. Crawford, and give us an overview of the men's team a little bit here. Yeah, I mean the same thing. We got a pretty young team, so a few guys that are their first carnival. So that will be really exciting to see, and some guys that are skiing really fast right now. So I think it's kind of been a, a big. Big uh, beginning of the season for us, so I'm, I'm pretty excited to see some of the guys really have some good results. I think they're going to surprise them, themselves pretty good. So, 
Yeah, it's really, really exciting. Grace, you touched on the preseason results, fist races. Tell us a bit about those people who don't know how those differ from the carnivals and, and whatnot, because we only really cover the carnivals here, but you do have a bunch of racing already under your belt, right? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, so fist races are kind of funny little things that we do. Uh, you start them when you're around 16 years old, so... I'm still racing against 16-year-olds. I mean, it <laughs> sounded better when I was younger. Right. I'm racing against 22-year-olds then. There you but go. now I'm the 22-year-old racing against 16-year-olds. So. <laughs> but um, we get really, really a lot of time on snow before those. And then we get to um, – it's kind of like – we call them like – I would liken them to scrimmages. Mm. Um, it's able to, you know, build our point profile, which helps us in the starts and the carnivals. It's, it's good to – do those to get a feel of where we are at. Yeah, because where you place Crawford, I think, determines early on where you're starting. Is that right? Yeah, so basically, um, like, fist points are international, basically, so mm-hmm. it's a way to rank, you know, everyone. But um, the first race, I'm pretty sure, will be based on last year's. Um, they do basically call it, like, World Cup points. So first place gets 100, second place 50, and on to the – and that cuts off at 30. So that determines your ranking. We'll take last year's, like, overall to start. And then basically, you know, from the first race or two, that will determine um, – your start for the rest of the season. So, And the start's so important, right, Grace? I mean, you look at this and, and the, how the course gets torn up, right? It does. Yeah, it definitely gets torn up. The women are really lucky to run before the men <laughs> on the GS days, which is really nice. Um, but, yeah, you get some of those guys running in bib, I don't know, 40 through 60. It, it can be a little bit rugged. Um, so... It start positions a lot. How are your starting positions looking like personally right now? Do you know? <laughs> um, my slalom is definitely going to be better than my GS. <laughs> uh, yeah, for GS, um, well, you know, with a lot of people leaving last year, I'll be pretty close to being that top 30 for GS. Mm. Um, slalom a little farther back, but, you know, the surface we've been skiing on this week has been really hard, So, which will be great for, you know, making it competitive for everyone. So, uh, yeah, it's gonna be. It'll be interesting. So Crawford, you're better at GS then. That's correct. And then you're better at slalom. Yeah, I prefer slalom. Okay, so yeah. uh, tell us, break this down for us. Why <laughs> slalom for, for you, Grace? Oh, uh, for me, slalom is because I like the quick turns. I don't have too much time to think. I can go slap, slap some plastic and call it a day. I love it. Right, Crawford. What about you for the GS? Yeah, just a little bit of a longer turn, a little more angulation. You know, that's you know, it's fun in slalom, but that's not always the fastest. So I've always kind of found GS to be a little bit more intriguing tactically wise. You know, with just you know where you're putting that turn, how you're handling like rolls and stuff like that so it's a little bit better of a flow for me slalom i have a lot of fun but you know I, you know the longer the course gets you start making one mistake and the more tired you get so yeah it's tough but and obviously with alpine skiing you have to complete two runs so if you have a very fast first run what's your thoughts on the second run? i mean do, do you feel a lot of pressure at that point or do you are you excited perhaps how do you go about that i think it can depend on the day for yeah. sure um what's really nice is that kurt never really puts too much pressure mm. on us to like oh you have to perform now he's been really awesome at like hey you know what you're doing like you're you've got this feel really confident in yourself and your skiing i mean being at sunday river this week we've skied that hill a million times so uh kurt's been great in allowing us to you know, really be able to push ourselves. And I think we can all feel really confident on our second runs at this point. And then Kurt Smart, obviously, yeah, head coach of the team, uh, took over like basically during the height of the pandemic, really, Crawford. So what's he been like, you know, taking over this program, kind of an awkward time, but now getting back into the swing of things, a couple of normal seasons here, right? <laughs> yeah, no, he's done a really great job. And, you know, taking over that time was definitely tough to kind of have that, you know, that distance still, but, you know, trying to, you know, because we were still racing um, outside of college at that time. So it was nice to have some kind of connection back to uh, to racing in school. So, but yeah, after that, it's been really great. He's taken a great job of recruiting and, you know, helping us just be excited and supporting the whole team. And, Focusing on just good skiing overall and supporting the team, so it's been great. Yeah, you brought up a good point, actually. 
for during the pandemic when you two were sophomores, basically the season didn't happen for skiing, you were still able to compete just elsewhere or ski at least elsewhere because skiing is you know there's social distance right grace how do you approach things there yeah skiing was kind of funny because it's outdoors so we had a lot of hope for our sport during that time um but yeah there were definitely some funny little protocols with lodges and whatnot like a lot of getting the boots on at the car and (laughs) (laughs) walking up but um yeah i was remote for a lot of that year um primarily for the reason of skiing and it was the right decision for me. We still had people on campus that were able to train um, with some other programs that were still up at Sunday River, but um, definitely a weird time, but um, very glad to be back. Yeah, back to normal now. And Crawford, um, senior captain, what's that like, you know, being a leader on this team? Uh, what were some extra responsibilities you might have, perhaps? Yeah, I mean, just make. I mean, skiing, you know, there's a lot of, like, organization just to get up to the mountain get back you know make sure people are getting fed you know it's a lot of commitment just you know it's an hour and a half almost hour 15 to get up there you know get ready get on the hill set the course you know get it all packed up and do it the next day so i really enjoyed it you know and just kind of you know helping you know breed that next generation to help come in and take over from us so yeah there's a lot to be learned just by by doing it so same question for you really grace yeah i mean i think like Crawford said, there's a lot of organizational stuff that goes into what we do. Logistics are a huge thing. Um, I think just picking up the little tasks here and there that maybe go unnoticed and just, you know, going in the vans in the morning or making sure everything has gas or just doing all of that stuff um, is part of it. But also, like Crawford had said, um, talking like because we're a really young team working through it with the younger kids and like, hey, this is how you're going to handle, you know, maybe missing a class. This is how you're going to email your professor. Like all of that stuff is part of that process. And it's been nice to have what we learned from older kids when we were younger and kind of pass that on to the younger kids. Yeah. What's your number one piece of advice to the first years? Confidence Mm. in your carnival. Like it can be a little bit daunting to get there, but you're there for a reason. And you know what you can do. It's all, like, skiing is the same. Like, sky's blue, snow is white, gates are red and blue. Like, it's all the same. What about you, number one? Yeah, I mean, confidence is huge and believing in yourself. And, yeah, just staying on top of what you need to get done so that when you get to the hill, you can just put your skis on and go and not worry about everything back at school and just have fun. And, I mean, Sunday River, you mentioned it's an hour and a half away. Each trip is an hour and a half, so that's three hours. How long are you up there typically on a day? I mean, that's basically almost a whole day, really. Yeah, I mean, I think today we had a two-hour training block, um, Mm -hmm. which is fairly typical for us. So we try to block out our mornings so that we can ski or our afternoons. So, um, yeah, it's a large driving commitment, but... Uh, like two hours to three hours. Well, and skiers I talked to before mentioned they do a lot of homework in the car. Is that what you guys do? <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to that point. <laughs> yeah, it depends what's due when. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Well, any other thoughts you both wanted to share on the Bates Carnival this Thursday and Friday for the Alpine team? Grace, we'll start with you. Um, yeah, like you said, it's the first one in, oh gosh, since we were freshmen. And um, we're both really excited to have a home carnival, especially as an opener. So we'd love for as many people to come who can. We know it's a far drive, but you're sure to see some really good skiing. Yeah, same thing. I mean, the level there is, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are, you know, racing World Cup alongside going to school. Um, so there's a, a super high level of, of skiing to be had there. And it's, you know, really cool to watch and it's a cool atmosphere to learn about. So, All right. Bright and early 9 a.m., I think, or typically around that time, yeah, right on Thursday. We'll get, we'll get going. Yeah. <laughs> Bates Carnival, Crawford uh, Jones and Grace Shirewagon, thanks so much. Yeah, thank thank you. you. It's a new era for the Nordic skiing team with interim head coach James Upham leading the program. Upham chats with the Bobcast about hosting the Bates Carnival at Black Mountain 
as well we can expect to see this season from the Bobcats. Yeah, I think as a program, we're really excited to get going. Um, this has been a while since we've had uh, been hosting our own carnival, and we're excited to do that. The snow situation in the Northeast is a challenge, but it looks like we're going to be able to pull it off, uh, especially if we get some snow Thursday night. Uh, we raced Friday, Saturday at Black Mountain of Maine in Rumford, Maine, and they've been such great partners for us for so long, and we're excited to continue to work with them. They pull off some amazing stuff with low snow conditions, and yeah, we're excited to get going. I think from a team standpoint, we're still one of the youngest teams uh, in the conference uh, in, in, in the East, and we're trying to be the most improved team, and we're trying to do that even between carnivals, even from January to February. We're looking for our best races, our best performances, our top fitness to happen in February. And so that's what we're excited about. I will take a great result this weekend. I will be fine with that if that <laughs> happens. <laughs> Certainly. Well, tell us a little about some of maybe the racing that the team does before the carnival season even gets started, because that training period obviously very important, right? Right. So we've been finding snow and finding races, and over the holiday break, um, many athletes went home to their clubs and raced in their different uh, areas of the country, and that was pretty successful. Um, and we also had a group that went to U.S. Nationals in Houghton, Michigan. That went well. So uh, we're excited about the fitness and the shape. Like I said, I think we are projected to do really well in February, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we have some individual top performances on Friday and Saturday. Well, looking at the roster here, I mean, on the women's side, Olivia Cunha is your captain, a junior. She had a really breakout year last year, I thought. Well, tell us a little bit about her and what we can expect. Yeah, she's been uh, fighting a lot of uh, little injuries her whole career. Um, her freshman or first year um, experience was tough. She had mono right as the season started and then got cut short, as we all know, with COVID that year. And so um, last year was a great season for her, and she has only improved since then. So we're excited to have her uh, be one of our top performers and uh, pr you know score probably every weekend for us. And who else on the women uh, should we look out for in terms of maybe being a top scorer? Yeah, I think um, we have a, this really big sophomore class that is exceptionally um, and in all of their leadership capabilities, and they work really well together. I feel like by the time they're seniors, they're going to take over the college. <laughs> and so that's what um, I'm expecting out of them. And I see a lot of leadership capabilities from them uh, as we progress. It actually could be any one of those uh, sophomore women could really do well um, at any, on any weekend. So I'm excited to work with them. And also first year, Liza Bell has been mm -hmm. uh, very strong in the past. Uh, the first year's uh, Sid and Elsie also. Um, we're not, we don't expect a lot out of a first year, especially when – you're racing against Olympians right. <laughs> uh, every weekend. So, uh, you know, you're racing against 22, 23-year-old Olympians um, who actually did well at the Olympics um, for an 18-year-old to come in and uh, fight with that is uh, just a great experience. But um, also we're looking for them to improve every weekend. 
Certainly on the men's side, your captains, you have two of them. Sam Delamere, a senior, and Xander Martin, also a senior. Um, Martin, obviously, a big year last year uh, out of York, Maine here. Uh, tell us a little bit about him and, and also Sam as well. What makes them such good uh, leaders? Yeah, Xander wanted to come to Bates to really improve the team here, and that's been his overall goal. Um, certainly looking for his best performances in his final season. And he projects to do quite well. He did pretty well at nationals last week. Um, is still finding his race legs for skating uh, for that event in particular. Um, but uh, his classic was very, very solid a few days ago. And um, he's going to get a little rest now and go into the weekend ready to go in not quite mid season form but uh he just definitely has a lot of races in now and so he should be really solid going forward and sam also has been uh racing and traveling around and getting a lot of on snow time he spent some time back at home in alaska and also traveled around the east a little bit recently so we expect um we expect him to have a solid performance and to be a good test for what he can do and Cal Shrupp, who's a junior, had a breakout year last year also, I felt, just like kind of kind of like Olivia on the women's side. Yeah, Cal, uh, again, he's a fourth-year junior. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> you know, our team was up against a lot of fifth-year seniors last year uh, against, uh, against us, and we didn't have any. And now we're just starting to see that little COVID break actually help us um, mm-hmm. for the next couple of years with Olivia and Cal getting an extra year of training and, uh, and experience in. Uh, but they're both juniors, and Cal uh, is fantastic classic skier, fantastic classic results. He is coming off a bit of a, an arm injury, a hand injury, that he uh, did a nice job overcoming during the fall, and so his legs are in great shape. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll see if his double pulling form uh, can keep up and catch up. Yeah, we've touched on the different events, right? Classic versus skate or freestyle, whatever you want to call it. I mean, from a coaching perspective, you know, some skiers thrive in one, thrive in the other, perhaps. How do you balance that training? How do you approach things? Do you want them to maybe become really good in one and we want them to be balanced, perhaps? It's a really interesting sport yeah. in that if you balance things out, you become better in both. Okay. And so yeah. um, it's also uh, an interesting proposal to get uh, Nordic or cross-country sprinting into the NCAAs. And then that mm. way we would have our sprinters, our fast-twitch athletes, have a little better chance. Uh, right now we mostly focus on distance events in right. college. Um, so in the interesting way that's going is that uh, the longer hard training or the longer intervals actually help sprinters out more than actually sprinting. Um, it's the way the physiology is. And so in many ways, uh, getting better at classic skiing helps your skating and skating helps your classic skiing. So we work um, a lot on both. And the general rule is more of both is better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And then I want to ask about, you know, stepping into the head role kind of here, what's been some changes for you uh, based on when you were, you know, Becky's assistant for a number of years? Yeah, I've been a head coach my whole life um, sure. or run my, my own programs right. my whole life. And so I was able to take a little break from from those responsibilities when uh, working with Becky and we were, worked really well together, um, complimented each other pretty well, and um, and had a lot of trust working with each other. And so trying to do that again with uh, Olivia, um, who was last year's captain and is our assistant this year, Olivia Skillings, and just trying to keep that type of relationship 
going um, has been really good. But also, yeah, my head coach uh, neurons are firing in my brain now. So I, I do get it. It all came back. <laughs> and uh, the excitement of the year is 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 there, and uh, and it is uh, fun to be able to have um, sort of the direct, a little more direct decision making and planning um, come back into my uh, my thoughts. Yeah, you mentioned Olivia Skellings. Obviously, she had a really good year last year as a senior captain for the team. Going right into that coaching role, what do you talk to her about the transition from going be student athlete to a coach of people she was teammates with a year ago, right? <laughs> right, and so that relationship is, has to be a little delicate and yeah. has to change a little bit. Um, you know, in a matter of months, she went from uh, the teammate and the captain to the coach. And so we've had a few conversations on how to manage that. She's done that really well so far. And uh, she compliments me really well. Uh, the things I do poorly, she does really well. And we <laughs> lean on her to uh, help the organization quite a bit, and, and that's been incredibly effective. And also I'm trying to mentor her in some of the sports physiology, some of the technique work, some of the uh, wax technique and ski preparation that needs to happen. Um, so that will be, we'll have to find our way, our way of working together on race day, mm -hmm. which we haven't had a lot of experience yet. And so that will be um, our first challenge this weekend is to make sure we're communicating extremely well um, uh, and in a very timely way. And what Becky and I were very good at was changing things as everything happened. We were able to adjust our system. We have a very good system, a very good plan going into the day, but we're able to adjust that immediately if uh, conditions changed for whatever reason. And so that's something we'll have to be on top of um, as a group with, with that. Um, and yeah, I expect great things out of Olivia. She's learning very quickly and keeping me on my toes and keeping me uh, communicating well. Great. So if people come out to Black Mountain Rumford to check out the Bates Carnival this weekend, what can they expect to see perhaps? Well, uh, we're going to see a lot of really elite racing. A lot of the elite uh, athletes in the country will be there. Um, and uh, Black Mountain puts on a great event. So uh, usually very spectator friendly. You can get out on, on course and see a lot of the action. And so it is really fun one to go to. Awesome. What are your thoughts you want to share about the Nordic skiing program that we haven't got to talk about yet, maybe entering this year? Yeah, we're definitely reevaluating the whole program this year. It's just a natural time with a change of leadership. And so um, we're trying to decide who we are and who we want to be and really refine that going into next season. And I really think we're just trying to put the best possible program together for our athletes, the best possible experience for our athletes. And we want to be the most improved team. And there's lots of ways to measure that, um, of course. And we try to be the most improved team every day. And what we see from a competitive standpoint is that um, certainly you come in as an 18-year-old and you're able to still improve a lot. And But every other team is able to improve. So we want to be the most improved. And, and so that's, uh, I think, where we're going with this program. In other Bates Athletics news, the men's squash team is 7-1 after wins over St. Lawrence and Hobart early this week in upstate New York. The Bobcats have a huge home weekend ahead with Williams, Hamilton, and Middlebury coming to town. 
So we'll catch up with them on next week's episode of the Bobcast. Plus, the track and field teams head to MIT this Saturday for their first meet of 2023. The men's basketball team looks to bounce back from a tough road overtime loss to Connecticut College on Sunday with a pair of home games this weekend. The Bobcats host Hamilton on Friday and Amherst on Saturday. Check out GoBaitsBobcats.com for all the latest Bates athletics news. And we'll catch you next time on the Bates Bobcast. (laughs) 